Welcome to the NIHR Dementia Researcher podcast, brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk, in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society, supporting early career dementia researchers across the world. Hello, I'm Adam Smith, and I'd like to thank you for joining the NIHR Dementia Researcher podcast. This is a bit of an impromptu podcast today. It's... Um, because I've been with three fantastic individuals talking about um, mental health challenges and anxiety in academia. And um, it's been wonderful. Uh, I'm joined by Dr. Katie Askew, Dr. Isabel Castano, and uh, Mackie Cesaurus. And um, we've been talking about that subject. And what we didn't have time to do was to talk about the particularly unique challenges that we're facing um, right now, which is, of course, we're all sat at home. Um, restricted on our movements for our, um, to, to protect ourselves and the NHS. And, and of course, this presents a whole new set of, of challenges outside of our normal ones. So I thought while we have everybody in the room, we'd spend a little bit of time talking about this. So hello, maybe Katie, could you quickly introduce yourself? Hello again. Uh, so I'm Katie. I'm a postdoc uh, working at the University of Edinburgh. Um, and this will now probably be the third time you've heard me say this. Uh, I work on the innate immune system uh, in a rodent model of vascular cognitive impairment. Thank you, uh, Katie. Machis. Hi, yeah, I'm Machis. I'm a PhD student at the University of Edinburgh and I'm working on Alzheimer's disease. And specifically, I'm looking at um, glial cells, um, which I really love, and their interactions with uh, synapses um, in aging as well. Thank you very much. And um, maybe I can, last but not least, can I come to you, Isabel? Hi again, my name is Isabel. I'm a postdoctoral researcher at University of Exeter, where I do research on epigenetics of Alzheimer's disease in mouse models. Thank you the three of you for joining us and for carrying on after we've already recorded our previous podcast, just to talk particularly about this. So we're all at home right now. Um, we have been for three weeks and labs have been closed, uh, conferences and events have, have been canceled. Um, do you, can I maybe ask first of all, do you all work in, in kind of bench science where you, you can carry on? You can't, everybody's, nodding so um let's come back to you katie first of all so how are you managing to occupy yourself at the moment oh, well what are your circumstances I, you're not furloughed i assume you you're still that's good yeah so i mean i'm really lucky i'm still being paid which is great um so as i mentioned in the previous podcasts i've got a year left on my postdoc contract um I we're in a position at the moment where we've just come to the end of a big study so actually I've got a paper to write which is occupying my time now um, but I was supposed to be starting another really big about the, the biggest study of my postdoc now um, so we had been breeding mice for months we'd spent a lot of money ordering in a drug to test um, and that has been put on hold indefinitely um, it's at least a year's worth of work. So I don't really know at the moment how, how, you know, that's all going to fit in before the end of my contract. Uh, Cause we don't know when we're going to go back into the lab. And how, how are you, how are you funded? Are you funded uh, by some of the big funders or? 
Yeah, so I'm funded by uh, Alzheimer's Research UK. Uh, I'm working as part of a program grant. Uh, so we had a three-year program grant between our lab, uh, two other labs in Edinburgh and a lab in Newcastle. Um, and some parts of that program grant have already come to an end. Some of it hasn't. So, I mean, I don't know what ARUK are doing in terms of funding at the moment, but I'm not part of the, um, the UKRI network that's for sure charity funded i think the institutes of the the funders have been pretty good and speedy to to give out information on how things should happen but i think it is a particularly anxious time for those that that are in that circumstance of knowing i saw that my own university had just recently sent out uh, some emails this week saying that the rules around furlough for grant funded uh, researchers may be about to change so they could potentially furlough you on a grant which would save the grant money it means a drop in income but it means that the grant money then is protected so you can resume and pick up where you left off when you return which might i suppose in some ways protect the the science funding um but but isn't necessarily helpful for individuals um Marcus, how about you um obviously it's you know it's a strange time because we would have never expected a pandemic to happen in our lifetime. Um, but I'm, I have to say I've been doing quite well. I've been actually quite enjoying working from home. Um, it came to me in um, a, a time where um, I was in a situation where I have this paper that I've been writing and I had to finish writing it. And then I had to decide whether we're going to submit what we have now or do months and months worth of experiments and try to make it into an even bigger story. And it was great because it kind of decided for us that, okay, we have what we have now and we're gonna make the best of what we have and transcend the paper as it is. So that, that's uh, quite good timing for you then, it came, it came with a good, uh, a kind of good time for it came you. A good timing. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a time where I just really felt like I really need to sit down in my third year and before I go on to do a new big project, sit down and kind of collect everything I have and just be done with that. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, Isabel, what are your circumstances right now? So, um, as Katie, I'm also uh, funded by ARUK and um, in a way I'm I could, so one, I consider myself more 50-50, so 50% lab-based and 50% bioinformatics and analysis. Um, so I'm lucky in the way as I've, I still have work to do. Um, I was running experiments and optimizing things and breeding animals and all of that is delayed because we had to pause all of that. But I still have lots of work that I can do from home and I, I was used to working from home anyway. I usually try to do it once a week. And actually, I think 99% of my PhD thesis was written at home. However, this is different. Um, I find that right now is a really, really challenging time. Everything just changed in an instant. And I've been, um, I, well, one, there was this high expectation as well when we started that, oh, we now have so much time in our hands. We'll do, I, I started with, oh, I'll, I'll write papers papers, I'll write grants, I'll do all the webinars, all the, all, all the courses, and I feel I've hit, I'm just against the wall in, in a way, 
uh, I've been feeling quite unproductive, unmotivated, and I don't want to feel this way. So it's in a way, it's a bit exhausting. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to um, take one day at a time and see the small um, achievements as small successes. So doing an analysis, uh, reading a paper, submitting a report, instead of just looking at finishing this big experiment or this big analysis. I'm trying to look at the small steps more and more. Thank you, Isabel. I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it, well, first of all, it's great to know that everybody's still got a job, everybody's still getting paid. We know that that isn't um, necessarily the situation for everybody who might be listening. So I think we, we all recognize how fortunate we are to be able to stay home and stay safe and also still be able to draw our wages and, and, and still try to work as productively as we can. So well, this is a really super short podcast because I know Katie has an appointment to rush off to. So we're going to go around and just talk about a few top tips. I'm going to give mine first. So I worked from home quite a lot before this, before the, the current movement restrictions came in anyway. So it's kind of been a normal day for me. It's like, well, I, I, I don't get it. This is what I always do. But um, so my top tips are, I write a to-do list because I really like crossing things off. I'm one of those people that likes to kind of go, yeah, like to tick my list. So writing a to-do list, even if it's really small things like, oh, I must send that email or I must post this or I must write that piece that I said I'd write. Marcus is showing me a, a to-do list to his camera. We, we should say we're all not together, obviously. Um, and because I, I really enjoy doing it. So my, my top tip for staying productive is to, to do the to-do list. I think there's been a massive growth in webinars right now. And I'm, I mean, I'm part of the problem. I'm one of the people <laughs> that's recording them. Um, but I think there's certainly no shortage of things to occupy yourself if you want to. And I think actually things like the webinars or our podcasts give you a nice excuse actually to get away for if you are kind of supposed to be sitting there writing and you're stuck and you want a distraction going off and and listening to a podcast or joining a webinar for half an hour where you are semi-involved makes kind of makes you feel slightly less guilty not that you should feel guilty by not staying away I don't know that there are so many different uh issues to this aren't there I mean for me I think I find to I work flexibly over the course of the day. My my nine to five just merges into evenings and daytimes and I, I just make sure the work is done, but I don't necessarily keep a nine to five. But other people would say, absolutely not, don't do that. You should just keep a rigid structure. Um, that works for me. And I think actually the main point of, of this right now is, is just do whatever works for you. If that is working, nine to five and then do so if it's taking two hours off and to go and read in the afternoon and then come back in the evenings then do that too whatever keeps you whatever keeps you healthy katie what are your top tips how are you coping i mean i'm very much in survival mode right now this whole experience has not been great for my mental health um or my productivity actually so i live alone i am 400 miles away from everybody i know well not everyone my friends and family uh, my boyfriend um, and I know in terms of other postdocs and PhD students family distances that's not a lot but it's really tough and I have tried really hard for a long time to not work at home so now having to work from home is difficult um, 
And I mean, as Adam says, you know, you have to do what works. I'm trying to sort of work between nine and four. I have set up power hour for myself between four and five for yoga um, and some kind of exercise. At the moment, my anxiety means I can't leave the house, um, which super sucks. Um, Is that because but, of the consciousness about 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 the disease or, or oh no i'm i mean i i'm not worried about getting it because there's oh, nobody I'm... here i can give it to um it's the uncertainty like i can control everything that's happening in my flat everything that comes in comes out i can control if i go out for a walk who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> so i mean it it's one of those stupid anxiety things that home is a safe place and I'm lucky to have a place that's mine that I am comfortable in. So like, I'm, I'm okay, relatively okay with not going outside. You know, it's fine. It's not ideal, but it is what it is at the moment. So I am trying to work where I can. I have been nowhere near as productive as I expected to be. I also wrote a really optimistic list of things I was going to do, which went out of the window within the first week of being at home. This week has been really tough and I've hardly achieved anything, but that is okay because it's a global pandemic and I don't really think it's realistic to expect yourselves to write grants and write papers and do everything ever because there is so much happening. Um, that's hard to cope with you know thank you that wasn't really a tip that was more of a katie's having a hard time it's also okay if you're no, I, I think it, it was a tip <laughs> you know i i completely agree with you i think a lot of people will be facing that same anxiety i know i kind of i feel rather bipolar at the moment i kind of flip between absolute despair thinking this is terrible and it's not going to end and i don't want to go outside to being you know, thinking, oh, actually, this is amazing. This is great. I've got more time than ever. I can be in the garden on a lunchtime at home and reading books and doing things. And I, I absolutely flip between thinking this actually isn't so bad to thinking this is awful. Um, so I, I can understand that. As long as you're managing to still get food, you're not sitting oh. at home living on rice and water and going to end up frying up those bunny droppings to, to, to eat. <laughs> bunny droppings not bunnies <laughs> I, I have a weekly trip to Sainsbury's and that is a struggle but it's fine I have a list and if anything's not on that list if I can't find it that's it there's no improvisation anymore it's either we get what's on the list or we don't get things so like it's it's again not ideal I'm, but it's, it's fine at the I, moment I recognise that. I've got halfway around Tesco's, realised I've only got about a third off my list and then just being cross for the rest of the walking around, like angrily staring at every other customer in there and every member of staff that it's their fault I couldn't get um, bananas. <laughs> so I, I share that. Makis, how are you staying? How are you staying well? Um, for me, I think I, um, I realized one of the things that maybe I was doing, not everyone may relate to it, but for me, it helped a lot. I was on the phone with my friend and she was saying how much she is struggling with the fact that she's trying to like fit her previous routine to, to now. And I, for me, that's when it really clicked. And I was like, wait, why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense. You can't fit a way of living 
in the current situation where you can't do half the things you did before. Do you know what I mean? Like you are in a time where you have to find what works for you in a different way. And it's a great time to start doing things um, in a way that may be actually better than before. Um, so, you know, working at nine to five may have worked before um, and it doesn't now. Go with it. I mean, who cares? If for me, before it was not really a nine to five, now I actually find working a nine to five works a lot better because it just puts me on a really nice path for my day and that works well. Um, so don't try to, to, to do something that just doesn't need to happen. You're not supposed to be living in any way apart from the way that you want to live. So, you know, just go with your own routine. And do you think this will change how you, when, when, when things gradually return to some form of normality, although what is the new normal? Is this the new normal? Um, do you think this would change your work in future? Would, would you be, will this influence your work patterns before? Are you going to work from home more or have you found some new things that work for you? Katie's shaking her head. <laughs> Absolutely not. You want to be back in the lab, right? <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you one thing, um, and you said that before about this new emergence of um, all this new seminar series and webinars and everything. And it's absolutely great for someone who wants to listen to them and who wants to escape a bit. Um, and it's giving the opportunity of things still happening. Um, I have found that this has been actually very stressful. So I don't try to go to as many webinars as I can. And people are saying, oh, are you going to go to the seminar series? And what I have to say is absolutely not. I will absolutely not go to a seminar series that I was not going to go to before. And I'm not going to go now. And I'm not going to stress out about doing all these things and like filling up 24 hours a day with all these little things. I'm going to do my life the way I want to do it. And I'm not going to be pressured by anyone to go to all these new things that like they're great for the ones who want to do them i'm not saying this shouldn't happen but i'm just not going to stress about like, I, I completely agree you're bomba honestly it feels slightly bombarded at the minute it's because you know people like me who've set up this dementia research service have suddenly got got time and space and going oh what can we do to keep early career researchers busy we'll set up a bunch of webinars and and I, we, I, I'd like to say we were kind of one of the first. I think we were doing it before, and then in the last week, I've just seen that there are loads going on. There's something every other day. I'm thinking everybody's jumped on this. I'm maybe I'm going to slow down a little bit. We're not necessarily. Let's give people some space. But thank you. No, this is great because there's something for everyone out there. Because the more you provide, the more people are going to find what fits for them. But you shouldn't feel like you have to listen to every talk and everything that's just coming out now. I agree. Well, and also as well, I think ours have been slightly lighter and informal. I think some of them have seen are quite heavy on the science there, hour-long presentations, whereas I think the ones we've done with dementia research are just 20-minute presentation of somebody's PhD, 10-minute questions, and we're just, you know, something short, fairly light. Isabel, how are you keeping well? I'm, I'm, I'm conscious, Katie, you have to go shortly, so we'll, we'll try and keep this. I, I just wanted, since you asked about tips as well, just moving um, slightly on the topic, it's just something that I found that has helped me before when I worked 
from home and I'm doing it and I've heard some feedback from colleagues uh, after we discussed that said that it helped, which is having a dedicated space for work. I know that this doesn't work in the same way for everyone, but I'm lucky we, when we rented this uh, flat, we decided to go with the two uh, bedroom flat exactly so we could have a home office. And so for me, it does really help that this is my dedicated space for work. When I'm not working, I just step away from it. Uh, I can even shut the door and um, it, it's really helpful. So in any type of schedule, you're working nine to five or something more flexible, just having a dedicated space is, is really helpful. I, I completely agree. I know not everybody has that luxury, but being able to close the door. I wrote a blog earlier this week about video calling etiquette. And um, I think one of the things I put in there was closing a door. I, I, sound, I, I read it back yesterday and so I thought, I sound like a right stick in the mud. I need to like, cheer up a bit. Anyway, I'm really not that grumpy, I promise. I, I know this was super short, but thank you very much because everybody has other things to go to and we've tacked it onto the end of another podcast. Thank you very much, uh, Katie, Isabel and Mackis. Um, for, for joining us. I hope you all stay home, stay well, stay healthy, and please do take your own advice. If you, if you are struggling, do go talk to somebody. Um, and thank you very much again. Uh, for those who are listening, if you have been affected by any of the things we've talked about today, there will be some uh, links to some resources uh, alongside this uh, podcast which you can access thank you very much for listening please do visit our website dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk where you'll find information on all of our webinars you'll find blogs and articles on some of the things we've talked about um, particularly about how to perhaps say effective and productive at home how to stay well and also links to the webinars I referred to before, uh, the recordings of previous ones and ones we've got coming up. If you'd like to join us in a webinar or a podcast, please do drop us a line at dementiaresearcher at nihr.ac.uk. Thank you very much, everybody, again for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. Brought to you by dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society supporting early career dementia researchers across the world.